0: what's going on guys welcome to another episode of eastern current Uh, we got another trout episode for you this this week Uh, trout i feel like are always um you know kind of a hot topic this time of year lots of people want to you know learn how to become better trout anglers uh how to go catch more trout and trout are a cool fish in saltwater because they're just so versatile and there's a lot of ways to catch them there's a lot of baits to to use and and it can be very intimidating at first but if you kind of Figure out some baits you're confident with. Figure out a few areas that you're confident with. They're the easiest fish in the world to run patterns with. Unlike redfish and well, flounder are pretty easy too. But trout, you can really pattern depending upon the day, depending upon the conditions, the tides, all that. Um, so it, it's just a really fun fish to talk about and to teach about because I feel like it, it, I, when I when I share some of these these little tips and tactics, they, they can really be applied uh, in these upcoming months to, for you to get out in the water and catch more trout. And one of my favorite things is when people reach back out and they're like, Hey, Mike, Cam, Judd, like we we listened to the podcast and we we loved it. And I I went out and did what you said and caught some fish. And so that's just really cool. That's what we're here for. We love sharing our knowledge and we love, you know, growing a conservation minded fishing community here through Eastern Current. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for a little delay in videos. I was sick. My wife was sick for a little bit. Uh, We got out of that. I had to work really hard for three days because I hadn't worked for a while. And then um, jumped right into a trip to Montana um, about a week and a half um, after that. And so it was just, it was very busy and I missed a week of an episode. So I'll hopefully bring you all a bonus episode uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, But we just missed one week. I got a video out, just didn't get a podcast recorded. I just could not quite find the time to do that. So, um, but thanks for all my listeners um, here on Eastern Current. Uh, me, Mike and Cam, we all are very grateful for y'all. Um we have a lot of fun doing this and uh just want to continue to grow this platform and get more and more good content to y'all. Um fishing, hunting and just outdoors content overall. Um this podcast as usual is always going to kind of stay focused towards fishing and saltwater and shore fishing. Um but the as y'all know the YouTube channel, you can go in there and see hunting videos, fishing videos. Um, vlog style kind of just outdoor lifestyle videos um so one thing that i would love to ask y'all to do is just go rate us on itunes um or go give us a a review on any of the podcast platforms it's just super helpful and go subscribe to our youtube channel um and and check out those videos on there we don't we have all of our podcasts and video form on youtube but we also have a lot of youtube videos and and tackle and tip videos and fishing videos and hunting videos so that's enough of me rambling on here. I do this every time we get going. I know I gotta kinda get that pre-show stuff out of the way, but let's uh let's bring Michael on and, and talk a little bit about some trout fishing. What's going on, man?
1: Not much, how are you today?
0: Oh, doing good, doing good. Are you uh are you still like super deer focused like I was, or are you kinda getting back in getting in that trout mode a little bit?
1: Um I mean I fished this weekend and then I turned around and went right back to the woods on Sunday. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to split my time, but um, I think as it cools off a little more, I think that little bit of cool weather got me kicked in for deer season, but now that it's going back up, I'm ready to be back on the boat. Yeah,
0: I'm with you on it, man. Me and Michael, uh, got a little deer lease and we've been putting a lot of work over there, hanging stands and bushwhacking and putting some little, uh, areas in that we can hopefully do some bow hunting this season. So we've, we've been kind of like on the water all morning and in the woods in the afternoon and I've been covering in poison ivy like five times. And uh, thankfully, Mike, look at my face. Oh, look yeah. at my arms. No poison ivy. It was either not poison ivy or my praying and my my spraying myself down <laughs> with with crap uh, paid off. So um, yeah, we put this stand up and I was like wrapping my arms around this tree. And my face was all in this stuff. And I looked at it and it just looked like normal ivy. And Mike went up there. He's like, dude, this is poison ivy. I was freaking out. <laughs> I was like dumping water on my face there. And oh, it was bad. It was bad. But yeah, so no one here really cares too much about deer hunting I mean maybe people do but the people that have clicked on this podcast are here to talk about trout fishing so um, let's get into it I think today what we really want to focus on is uh, and Mike everyone has different styles depending on where they fish how they fish what they like to fish but but I think you know that's what's really relative is as these fish first start to approach um, you can you can fish kind of fast and you can fish soft plastics you can really move quickly with soft plastics um and it, it, they're just great baits um and there's a variety of different soft plastics pre-rigged soft plastics uh you know as, as far as uh, you know storm swim baits and voodoo shrimp and all those pre-rigged baits go um and then we can get into you know kind of more finesse style stuff little light jig heads trout tricks ned rig i mean there's all kinds of stuff but i i really want to kind of share with you all some of michael's and and my favorite and most you know baits so we have the most trust in and most confidence in uh, as far as early trout fishing goes because it, it can be intimidating to go attack like a big channel which is a lot of times where the fish load up at first when you haven't caught any yet in there and, and feeling confident in that bait you're throwing you know you could go for two or three hours with no bites fishing a lot of different stuff and all of a sudden you stumble into the area and you catch 50 trout you know that's the, what this kind of year can can be or this time of year can do um, so, throwing a bait you know is going to get bit when you get it in the right area, knowing how to fish it and being confident in it even when it's not getting bit um, is important. So, Mike, what do you, what? what's up? Do you go?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I kind of start with soft plastics and kind of a 316th quarter ounce jig head. I like something, like you said, you can start working stuff fast right now. So, I like something that's a little heavier that will stay down in the current and I can work back. Um, right now, I'm kind of staying away from bright white, especially in the clearer water. You know, m- maybe down in the river where it's a little dirtier, I'm throwing something that's white or got some little chartreuse or something in it. But for the most part right now, I'm sticking to something that's a little more ma- natural color. Yeah. Um, And then from there, don't be afraid to change baits. Like, I have probably 10 baits that I stick with that are soft plastics for trout season and there's some days I'll go through six different soft plastics before I finally hit the key to what they're wanting to eat for the day yeah um so you know it can be something as simple as just you know a dark back black uh, you know maybe a little blue or something a little gray whatever in it um to something that's green on the back or in a very mottled color belly Um, with either red or black flake you know there's there's a lot of color combinations out there and depending on your water clarity and that kind of stuff um you know I'll just kind of pick via the day you know what I want um and then I kind of let the fish tell me what they want they're short striking I might go either down a size or I might go to a slightly different color um and then sometimes you know if they short strike either go from something that's not as much of a paddle tail to something that's more of jerk shad or something like that where there's not a whole lot of kicker movement in the back um that's more of like a late fall getting into winter kind of deal but um if, as far as right now at the beginning of the fall it's mainly just a color change kind of deal for me
0: yeah I, I feel like this time of year it's it's profile and, yeah. and 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 not as much action it's just getting that bait in front of their face and and having a color they're gonna bite and like you said they're not super picky this time of year. They're 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 wanting to eat. They're migrating. A lot of fish. These fish are pushing down from up north, you know, to stage here or to push further down. Um, they're gorging on mullet a lot right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to fish a paddle tail or you have to fish a mullet colored bait. I mean, that. Um, I mean, I don't honestly. I don't know why I ever take off a red flake doa shrimp, but that that <laughs> bait. I'm going to talk about it every trout podcast, especially if we're talking soft plastics, because they just eat it so hard and they eat it wherever they are. They're going to eat it. Um, yep. whether they're real spooky, whether they're really fired up. Um, I do know intercoastal angler has a big shipment of red flake DOA shrimp in right now, but they will not last. <laughs> so if you live here locally, um, in Wilmington, go and buy a bunch of packs. I already bought about 25 packs of them. So, uh, you know, I'll be fishing this year, but, but yeah, just kind of playing through a few colors. Um, if you did have to pick a profile that you liked right now like paddle tail trout trick you know small paddle tail or um, and even you know well, oh, one lure too I want to talk about I don't know if you fish any of these but the down south lures they've got like these long slender baits with the small paddle tail on the back you know it's like kind of a fatter okay. head and mm-hmm. a long tail and there's other other companies that make those but I've done I did really well on those last year and it was kind of um, some new stuff to me so um, what what would you say your, your top you know shaped soft plastic is
1: Probably something I really love the Z-Man stuff, um, which right now it's not as, like, critical. I don't feel like Z-Man – if you fish Z-Man plastics, you know the the plastic's different. It floats a little different. It has a little more action. You can work it a little slower, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's not necessarily, like, key that it's, like, Z-Man or anything right now. But I feel like a paddle tail in that four-inch, four-and-a-half-inch range, Yeah. a lot of our big mullet are starting to move out. And we're getting a little bit of that smaller mullet that's left that just hadn't quite ready or isn't quite ready to make the migration yet. Um so it's either that or like really big hardhead mullets that are, you know, ten, twelve inches long. Yeah. So I feel like I'm starting to downsize just a little bit from my five, five and a half inch paddle tails down to four, four and a half somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um but that and then I'm kinda right now last year i don't know what it was but green back a really kind of off color white belly with a little bit of red or black flake in it seemed to be like the color that
0: that's such a good child color like a baby bass kind of color yeah
1: Yeah. every time i went out that was like my go-to start pattern that with the i strike jig head and three sixteenths um and then from there i just kind of you know played with it if it wasn't getting bit moved to something you know a little different from there
0: you know what color also did really well last year for me this time of year was was the Mullitron, which is the uh it's like that blackish color real natural um i liked it in slightly not dirty water but like tinged up clean water so when you have like you know some milkiness to some cleaner water um those dark natural colors work really 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 well Um, that plum chartreuse by z-man as well that plum chartreuse trout trick did really well um fried chicken on a chain no that's not what what's the shrimp po'boy shrimp Shrimp po'boy was a great one too as that water started to clear up but still kind of mid-fall um Mm -hmm. that red flake is just key man red flake anything is really really solid for trout Um, that kind of translucent lucent but it still has that like you know that body density, that red kind of like they can see through it, but it kind of just gives this… Silhouette it, or something. It, yeah, it gives, yeah. It doesn't give hard edges, but it gives like the profile of the bait. You know what I mean? So it could kind of be anything. They see this shape there, but they can't really make out what it is. It looks like bait though. I, I think that's one of the reasons they eat it so well. Um, let's talk another, a little… Lo- another,
1: another color I fished a lot last year was uh, Mood Ring.
0: Mood ring's good. Yeah. Actually, Mood Ring, you and Cameron last year. We're yeah. crushing them on mood ring, and <laughs> yeah. I would I would throw mood ring. I couldn't. I, I bet I caught ten fish all year last year on mood ring. Um, and uh, mood ring is like the purple, right? The kind of purplish yeah. color, not the light purple. It's not like opening night. It's like a darker purple, right? Yep. Such a sick color. Um, you know what else is a great color too? Was that purple death by Z-Man? We're just going through Z-Man colors right now. Purple <laughs> death is like the the purple and chartreuse together, the dark purple and chartreuse together. Okay. Um, yep. I I I kind of jumped on that bandwagon a little late. I know. And that's another thing I encourage y'all like go get your trout stuff. Now don't go get it. You know, when, when you start seeing everybody catching a ton of trout, go buy your tackle for the season now because trout tackle gets smashed as soon as the fish show up really, really heavy. And all these tackle companies are behind because of COVID. I mean, everyone's having trouble getting stuff manufactured, getting stuff shipped out. So go get what you need now before everything gets bought out. And, um, definitely support your local tackle shops. If you're here in town, go check out Intercoastal Angler. Um, if you're north of town, go check out uh, – um, oh, my gosh. Outfitters. Not Eastern Outfitters. Um, go check out Eastern Outfitters, and uh, they'll have what you need there for sure. Um, but also, I mean, your local tackle shops, all these people are buying online now, you know, and, and really we, we need to be supporting our local tackle shops. That's a whole other podcast, but <laughs> – Um, All right, let's talk about pre-rigged soft plastics. I think that's an area that that people kind of shy away from a little bit, fishing these pre-rigged baits. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's talk about about that. Um, And I'll kind of start with this. Um, Some of my best trout, a lot of my best trout come on that DOA shrimp, Um, but there's a lot of other great shrimp to throw. A lot of companies make really awesome shrimp, Um, and each one kind of has a slightly different – you know, way that it sinks and way that it twitches, and you know, yeah. s- you know, sink rate, and some of them suspend a lot better. Um, some of them swim better. Like if you want to retrieve a shrimp a little bit faster, some swim a little better. Um, but some of the the brands that I fish, there's Savage Gear makes a really awesome shrimp. Chase Baits which is a company out of Australia, um, they make a really really cool shrimp that's on a weedless weighted worm hook. Um, that's kind of a better shrimp to retrieve um voodoo makes a great shrimp everybody knows the voodoo shrimp um it kind of sinks a little head heavy which is nice um i don't fish that one for trout as much but i know some guys crush them on the voodoo shrimp um and then doa what, what was that we bought some shrimp at bass pro Shop when we came back from michigan last year did you ever end up fishing those
1: i did i they're either h and h or
0: h and h that was it
1: i think that's what it is
0: yeah did you do any good on them i don't even think i ever tied one on
1: Um, yeah, actually, I bought some more packs of them the other day, because they were the only ones there, and yeah, I mean, I caught some fish on them. They're definitely not, their sink rate's different.
0: They kind of dart down, they're kind of a little heavy, right?
1: Yeah, they they just kind of seem like they float off kilter, or sink, like, at an angle or something, just kind of weird, um, but, I mean, they definitely got bit. Yeah. Just definitely, it was not as good as a DOA.
0: Yeah. So, Uh, One thing that I'll share about fishing a shrimp soft plastic for trout, and this isn't always, this doesn't always matter, but when trout get picky, or when you're gonna outfish your buddy like crazy that's right next to you, (laughs) if you can get a bait to fall parallel to the bottom, like the DOAs do it so well, they're so perfectly weighted, and the color's really important. But I also think that just the way those baits kind of fall, riding the current, it's the, I mean, exactly like if you ever see shrimp traveling. You know off the bottom in current they're parallel to the bottom and they're just kind of gliding you know and they're kind of climbing and falling in that water column and, and the doa does that really well that chase bait shrimp does it really well too um, and, and a lot of times those baits are lighter to fall like and work like that so you've got to fish a really light rod you got to you know kind of be a little more in tune with your finesse side of fishing um, but those those type of baits get big bites on trout. They're very intimidating at first. Same with like a, a light mirror lure where you're just like, oh, what, what am I doing here? I can't feel the bait. Um, yeah. But that's when you, those bites feel so hard when you can't really feel the bait <laughs> at all. And it's just like, foop. So.
1: And Judd is on point with this. We sat in the same creek like nose to nose in a creek last year. And he outfished me like five to one. On the DOA, both throwing DOA shrimp, but just the way he had the drift and the finesse and figuring it out—you know—you had that fishing dialed. So
0: I threw a lot of DOA shrimp last year. I appreciate the compliments, yeah. <laughs> but um, I do get more days on the water than you do too. But um, and and when you see it done wrong too many times, you know what to do right. And that's kind of where where. I, based my yep. my doa fishing knowledge i do like a slightly longer rod when i'm fishing those lighter soft plastics for trout and get a little bit better cast you can kind of maintain then mend the line and control the line a little bit better with a longer rod uh, like yep. a seven six or seven foot is seven is kind of the shortest i like to fish probably a seven six and even an eight foot i mean i remember when me and michael went up to michigan last year it was october yep. and we were fishing these like nine foot bait caster rods and then we were thinking, like, these would be incredible rods for speckled trout fishing because you have so much control of the line. And now if it was windy, it would be tough. But on a calm day, a longer rod and, and these light baits that you've got to kind of dead stick um, and do very little with, you can do, you know, slight movements and have total control with the longer rod. So think about that when you're fishing your DOA. Real light tip, but a nice butt section so that you can really bury that hook. Um, is, is the way to go. So, um, have you fished the Ned rigs at all for speckled trout? Did you do that last year? It, it worked well for me later in the winter. I never fished them in the sprint, like or early fall, but like in the boat basins and you know, the, some of the, the canals and whatnot, late winter on those bites, uh, Ned rig did real well, but I figured it could do pretty well early season. Um, did you fish one?
1: I fished some like early fall. Um, Cause I was throwing something very similar for like flounder and stuff at the end of the year last year, uh-huh. but I mean I caught fish on it, but I didn't put it, I don't feel like I put enough time in to really say yay or nay if I would go back and throw it again, you know? Yeah. Like I felt like I need to go and do like a couple days on the water just throwing the Ned rig once trout season's kind of full blown and all to really make a decision if that's what I want to do or not.
0: Yeah. So no, I'm with, I'm with you on
1: that.
0: I'm with you on that. The, the Ned Rig is another one of those baits that can be uh, very intimidating to fish at first. I mean, it's such a tiny little bait, and you're like, all right, I'm throwing this in all this current. Um, those fish key in on that stuff. But, you know, this, this time of year is weird because you can really whack them on small stuff and catch quality fish on it, but you can also fish really large baits and get away with it because we've got all these big migratory mullet coming through. I will say, we are talking about soft plastics here, but this time of year... Early morning, like when it's dark until like the you know first two hours of the day, if you go out there and throw really big topwater plugs, you know, like full size spooks, three hook spooks, um, you can catch some really big trout. The, those big fish are looking up and they're feeding on, um, those big mullet. You know, those big trout are like, why are they going to eat se- you know, work to eat seven small mullet when they can go eat one seven and a half, eight inch mullet? So, um, yep. It's a good time of year to throw big topwater plugs here and people don't do it But you get out early in the morning late in the evening Fish those areas where you know those trout like this stage in the fall Fish those areas where you catch big trout slow and deep in the winter throw topwater plugs um, and you'll you'll catch some big fish so let's uh Let's kind of go through. I think a good thing to do because we're kind of all over the place on our soft plastics here. Like, <laughs> maybe kind of go through. Like, if you were going to pick three soft plastics for early fall trout fishing, what would they be? Give me the shape. Um, you know, kind of the style, of soft plastic, and the color. So you get three choices. I'll do the same. You can go first.
1: Um, let's see. One's going to be paddle tail z-man. Um, in that green baby bass kind of color. Um, another one's going to be the Z-Man Easy Shrimp.
0: Which, which, uh, paddle tail Z-Man do you like? Diesel Minnow? Um,
1: what's like the mid, it's not the- The pad- Minnows?
0: Um, it's like- Yeah,
1: are they like the four inch one? It ones? doesn't
0: have a, well, Diesel Minnow, there's a four inch Diesel Minnow. Then the Minnows okay. is a little bit shorter than the Diesel Minnow, but it doesn't have the slit. It's just like the solid body paddle tail. Yeah. A little like bit them. fatter head on You like the Minnows, okay? Yeah. Sweet or z minnows i don't know how you say it
1: (laughs) those are probably like my go-to like i say in the baby bass color um and then also i like the the easy shrimp by z-man just because i can rig them with that worm hook and nose hook them and i can adjust the weight so easy to get just the right drip that i like um and again it's the same kind of idea of like doa and all that um but I feel like I get more control, and I can target several different species a little easier um, with that. Sweet. So that would be kind of my second choice. Um, ooh, third choice is going to be tough. Go ahead and knock off one or two on yours. Come All back right. to me.
0: All right. Red Flake DOA Shrimp, obviously, the larger one, 4-inch. I think, it's yeah, it's a 4-inch. Um, that would be number one. Number two would be a diesel minnow, four-inch diesel minnow in – I need to switch over to my camera. I'm still staring at you. Um, Four-inch diesel minnow in red bone. It's just a good all-around color in clear water and dirty water. It stands out well. It's got some red flake, kind of a brownish back, lighter, tannish belly. Um, Kind of clear – not clear, but like a different color brownish. I don't know. It's a good bait though. The red bone is is what it's called. And then I would say probably a trout trick – and maybe plum chartreuse that's a one i fish quite a bit this time of year um and those will be my three but the the trout trick is kind of my um the diesel minnow is like my faster fishing bait my trout tricks i slow it down a little bit more and then my doa shrimp is like my dead sticky and kind of just let the current carry it not too much twitching um so i can kind of cover you know each basis of what i need to cover with those three baits, um, and 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 then the top water. Man, I really don't throw many hard baits this time of year because I'm fishing a lot of current for trout right now, um, and so I, the hard baits kind of come in for me a little bit later, late October, early November, when you know the Pamlico really fires off really good, and and the Noose fires off real good, um, and New River and all that. So those will be my three. Did you figure out your your third one?
1: I think. The trout trick and the shrimp po' boy, I think is what it's called. It's yeah. like that clear with the red flake with the chartreuse tail.
0: That's a, that's and a again, sexy one. And it's
1: another bait that I can control, you know, if they keep biting it way back, I can kind of cut it down and shorten it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. You can, you can play around with your links and all that, so.
0: For sure. Um, the, uh, the down south lure is another one that's kind of like a trout trick, um, that, that works and that that I fish in kind of the same I would fish in kind of the same ways I, I haven't fished it much I fished it some last year my buddy Travis Overman who I've had on the podcast um, had a pack of them and they were smashing them over a, a lot of the other baits we were throwing that day uh, you know a lot of people don't realize you can actually troll on your trolling motor or on the motor to really locate these trout I don't love doing it if I don't have to because you're kind of working down the bank and blowing fish off the bank um, but you know, if you get into an area this time of year and, and you've covered a lot of water and you're like, God, I can't find these fish, put some rods in the rod holder and just idle down the bank. Now, if there's people fishing the bank, don't do it. If there's people like, you know, lined up on the bank, fishing the bank, you don't want to be idling the bank that they're going to be working. But if you've got a whole bank to yourself, just idle down it or trolling motor down it with some baits, you know, 50 yards back in the rod holders, 30 yards back, um, with some paddle tails and, and just kind of bump in and out of gear. And you can find those trout a lot of times that way. Um, people do it with Marilures as well but the the soft plastics work, work really well.
1: I think a soft plastic that a lot of people overlook. We're talking about paddle tails a lot right now, but the little curly tail. Yeah. Jigs, I fished them a, not a lot, but like last year there was days where I just picked those up and put them on and the trout were tearing them up. I don't know if it's the action in the back or whatever, but when you mentioned trolling, that's what a lot of people do is the the curly tails. Oh yeah. And they're cheap. You can Super get cheap. five or six different colors for, you know, eight bucks and have 10 or 12 of each of them. You know, it's a great way to especially search for some fish and to experiment with colors. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to commit to seven, eight dollars for a soft plastics or whatever, you know, depending on what you're getting.
0: No, I agree. Um, It, it is a really good bait. I think another soft plastic bait that people. Forget to throw too. Now that you mentioned that, is um, some of these pre-rigged swim baits that that work really really well. Um, I think it is Live Target makes a couple. They make a Menhaden um, Savage makes some killer killer swim baits, some line through swim baits, and some weedless hook swim baits like the Pulse Tail Mullet. Um, great bait all around. I got buy guys that fish them down south in Florida for tarpon. Um, I've caught redfish on them here. They're really good swim baits for trout. Um, the pulse tail mullet's an awesome, awesome bait. And and the way they lay them out, you can rig them a lot of different ways. I really think, I haven't done it, but the line through with the treble hook in the belly, um, where the, when that fish eats, the bait will slide forward is going to be a killer, killer way to fish for big trout. Um, they got some really good colors. They got like some gold mullet colors, black and purple, um, some, some striped mullet colors, some white mullet colors. There's just some, some good color choices with that, um the storm swim baits are killer baits i mean the biggest trout i know of anyone catching and i'm saying this because it's on a podcast with eastern current but go check it out it's a past podcast if you want to hear an awesome story of like a massive massive speckled trout here in north Ghana, um and exactly where he caught it that might be included in the podcast um go check it out it's with ryan christopherson from intercoastal angler and he caught it on a storm swim bait on a five inch storm swim bait it, it's a they're great baits um, and they're really do nothing baits except to retrieve like those big pre-rigged paddle tails you're just bombing them out there letting them sink to the depth you want them at and just rod tip slightly up and just kind of slow reeling so you know if it's real windy i'll fish low into the left but you're just swimming that bait back in just like a mullet swimming through the water i mean those 90 of of the bait fish that these fish are eating are going to be traveling swimming bait fish which is, you know, it's not going to be bait fish that are darting and jumping and going all over the place. You know, there are they're these bait fish that are, you know, especially this time of year, migrating. These mullet moving north to south to warmer water. These trout are used to eating just slow-rolled baits. So that's not a bad way to start out looking for fish this time of year. Get out there, just make a cast reel it in, make a cast reel it in. Like, they're going to eat it like that. So, um, can you think of any swim baits, that pre-rig baits that you like?
1: No, I mean, I don't really fish a whole lot of pre rigged swim baits. Um, for trout at least yeah. I mean I do fish the storm Um, When it comes to striper season But outside of that um, I don't really ever Use them for, for trout yeah. Not that you know It's just not something that comes across Or that I, you know I go out and buy or anything Right right So but.
0: Well uh, before we wrap this one up Let's talk a little bit about like where to go Look for these fish this time of year. I know we talked about that in the last podcast but early season trout fishing for migratory trout we've got trout here year round they're going to hang out in the same places they're going to hang out um you know throughout the fall but where are some of the places that you like i'm not saying exact locations just talk about what makes up that location um this time of year early fall
1: um so it kind of depends on where i'm at actually like if i fish down in the river i'm looking for kind of good hard edges that have concentrated bait on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I'm looking for, I don't want to say deeper water, um, cause now that that water temperature is starting to cool, they're starting to push up on the banks. Like the other day we were throwing topwaters, Saturday we were throwing topwaters in three feet of water and having trout roll on them, you know, first thing in the morning. So they're definitely getting up into that shallower water now that it's starting to cool off. Um So looking for that, looking for oysters, um something that they can sit on or at least you know a little bit of structure something that's going to hold them there um and but it doesn't necessarily have to be oysters it can be a a big point it could be you know a deep bend in a creek something like that just a nice geography change of some sort yeah um and that's what i'm targeting and then if you you know i say go ahead I've got kind of a list of spots that I start with and like you said you can pattern them very easily so you know I might go hit two oyster bar spots that I know that I catch them on pretty regularly if that isn't it then you know I'm moving down the list all right scratch oyster bars off for a little bit let's go hit a couple deep holes or whatever a couple points um I just kind of move through that until I locate what they're looking for yeah. Or you know where they're where they're at, um that's kind of mainly in the in both scenarios um you know, clean water versus in the river, but in the river, I feel like there's a lot more habitat that they live in or that they like you know that you can find them in, yeah consistently, um, so I feel like I'm a little more all over the place down there, but that's kind of my go to's to get started
0: for sure, um. I would say, just to change it up from what you're saying a little bit, get some more information, I'll kind of focus on less coastal rivers, more just coastal marsh, I'm looking for the inflows out of the ocean. So all the inlets, inlet, 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 is kind of where I focus my time this time of year, unless I'm in a coastal river, then the inlets don't really play much to, you know, to me. Like, you gotta think about these trout, they're starting out in the ocean, they're starting out on the bigger water, and then they're moving in, tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and finding that deeper water as the as it kind of drops the temperature drops off and sitting you know in the deep bends of creeks sitting in deep canals sitting in deep basins um, where that water temperature is more consistent right now that, that water temperature is at a great place for them um, and so they they'll be in a lot more areas, um, and they'll be in a lot shallower water. I mean, you can catch them in two feet of water, foot and a half of water, all the way to. Doesn't mean you can't catch them in eight feet of water, but a lot of those fish are sitting in that shallower water because when that bait comes through, those migrating mullet, they're closer to the bait. There's less area for those the bait to go um, when the trout tries to eat them. So, um, at, you know, if these fish are migrating south and they're coming into our marsh, the first place they're going to hit is the inlet. That's the only way that they can come through. So that that's the really the only reason. Um, Other than the fact that these mullet that are leaving, the only way for them to get out unless they swim the waterway all the way down to Florida, wherever they go for the winter, is to go out the inlets. And so it's this great intersection point for for predatorial fish to meet bait fish this time of year. You see the albacore and the Spanish and the bluefish outside of the inlets eating the bay anchovies um, that are coming out. And you see the redfish and the flounder and the trout hanging out in the inlets eating the mullet that are coming through. Um, So it's just this great pinch point of bait and predator fish, you know, as, as fall kind of, you know, rolls through. But, and like you said too, if I'm in some of these coastal, like if I'm in a, the Cape Fear to me fishes a lot differently than other coastal rivers. Like every coastal river I fish North of Wilmington fishes much differently than the coastal rivers that I fish South of Wilmington because of current, current kind of is this big factor that kind of changes how these fish behave. Um, And so I would say big oyster bars right now, big points, um, areas that's gonna be huge choke points for bait. Where's where's a lot of bait gonna come around? Where are main river points, where are main river um, you know, pockets it's gonna bait's gonna get sucked into. But if you were in the Cape Fear River or any coastal river with a lot of current right now, or just any coastal river really, target big points. Big points and you know the eddies behind big points, and you'll find trout. I promise you, if you go hit five Big points. Look on Google Earth. Go find yourself five big points in your area. Right now, go throw topwaters and soft plastics, and you'll catch them at at least two of those spots. Um, Wouldn't you say, Mike? I mean, I would almost bet some money on it. So I I would bet some money.
1: That was my focus this weekend. Yeah. You know, Big points, a little bit of outflow from this one area, and bait coming around the corner and funneling down this bank. And I mean – They were there? They were there. Yeah. Two foot of water, just smashing them. That's awesome. So – And just another plug for Flounder. Don't don't forget about Flounder. They're still around. I know seasons Tomorrow's the last day. (laughs) Yeah, tomorrow's the last day. So but I mean this weekend we caught good trout and we caught I think twenty five Flounder or something ridiculous. Heck yeah. So I mean they're still here and they're, you know, they're still feeding like crazy. So
0: that uh what did you get your flounder on?
1: uh like four five inch white paddle tails the water was a little off color in the rivers so were you getting trout on the same thing yeah trout on the thing they didn't seem like the trout really just did not want the white paddle tail in the river but top water even the white top water they were they keyed in on it but once we put it down subsurface we had to switch to some
0: more natural, natural colors. colors it's time. crazy, man. It feels like as the water cools off more, you can get away with some crazier colors. Natural colors are pretty money right now. That red bone, that any baby bass color. It's um, yep. funny. So, Well, sweet. Well, we'll wrap this one up there. You got anything else you want to share?
1: No. Get out and go fishing.
0: Get out and go fishing. It's fall. It's here. Mm-hmm. We've got some cool weather. It's getting freaking cold this weekend. I got a wedding to go to on Saturday. My nephew Griffin's getting married. and uh, I think it was 45 was the low. Up in Roanoke Rapids is where we're going. So um, that's cold. That's real cold. Um, the trout, the trout fishing should really get into its fall patterns through that. If if they haven't migrated down here yep. yet, they're coming. So, um, well, cool. Well, <laughs> like Mike said, don't forget about the flounder. Um, the Flounder need love too, and so do trout, and so do me and Mike. So keep checking out our podcast, and uh, we will uh, we'll see you on the next one later.